Welcome to Radio Tambua, an outreach of ACFA, the Africa Center for Apologetics Research. ACFA equips God's people for the defense of the faith, biblical discernment, and cult evangelism. Let's begin today's message. Greetings to you, brothers and sisters. It's an opportunity for us to share the word of the Lord together. And this time, our main concern is going to be about false prophets. You will agree with me that uh, especially the church in Africa has seen uh, the increase of prophets in Africa today with massive following across the denominational spectrum. Some of these prophets have become the most popular personalities we have today. And these prophets are very powerful indeed. They decree, they declare what should happen, they bless and curse as they please in the name of Jesus. And quite many people have come to believe that in fact for one to be blessed or to have a healthy relationship with God, you need a prophet. One, to tell you what God says about you. Two, to tell you about your future to come so that you can know how to align yourself with your blessings. There is no doubt that when the subject of prophecy comes up, there are eager ears willing to hear because this has come to become a central controversy, especially in our churches today. But as we discuss this topic, probably you are asking yourself, who, who is a prophet really? So and so rises up and he says, I am now a prophet. He begins prophesying. He probably is even performing miracles. He tells you about your future. And, but is that really who a prophet is? Is the prophet the man who performs miracles or the man who tells you, God told me to tell you this? Is, is he the man who just tells you that you are going to get a job tomorrow or you are going to marry a brown woman from Kenya? Who's a prophet really? And when we look at the scriptures or at what the Bible tells us, we really find that a prophet at least is understood along the line of two roles. Number one is that a prophet can be someone who foretells the future, as we see quite often the different prophets, particularly in the Old Testament, would receive God's revelation concerning the future of Israel, concerning the coming of the Messiah, concerning Israel going into exile because of its disobedience. So God would communicate to them the future of his people, and they would communicate it to the people so that the people would live right before God in the present as they looked forward to the future. But we can also look at the prophet as a person who foretells a person who brings God's message for the present relevant for the times. While the prophets in the Old Testament talked about the future, in fact, quite often you will realize that their messages were for the people of the time then, or what you would call the now. They brought God's mind on contemporary issues in their culture and society, they brought God's mind on relationships, on worship, on, on marriage, on businesses, on how to deal with the foreigners, and, and, and so on and so forth. So a prophet can be somebody sent by God or a messenger of God through whom God communicates his word to his people, and this word could be present, and this word could be future. Number two, 
is that one mark or at least one identification that a man is really sent by God is that one, he will be faithful to the message that God has given him to proclaim and that message will come to pass. Why is this very important? Because while we are aware that God has his messengers and prophets that communicate God's word, so many passages in scripture also remind us of the presence of false prophets. Men or even women who claim that God has spoken to them and through them, but actually God has not sent them. In fact, this subject of false prophets was a great concern for our Lord Jesus Christ. A number of times he warned his followers about the challenges, about the dangers, about the characteristics, the intentions, the motivations, and the outcomes of these false prophets. You come to Matthew chapter 7 verse 15, and Jesus is warning his followers, and what does he say? Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous, ferocious wolves. Now, there are a number of things Jesus captures, even within that one statement alone. He says, watch out for false prophets. And what that means is that they are also true prophets. There is a standard by which he measures or compares the false prophets. And number two, Jesus tells us that these prophets are not easy to discern or to detect. Outwardly, they look nice. They look gentle. They look humble. They look well-intentioned. Sometimes very generous, loving, great communicators, inspiring, but on the inside they are ravenous, ferocious, greedy, ill-intentioned wolves that are looking for someone to devour. This becomes especially very important in the wake of the prophetic movement in Uganda, like we have just talked that almost every day there is somebody rising up and claiming to be a prophet sent by God who claims to hold your destiny in his hands. But can you trust that man or that woman? Are you sure that is the man God has really sent? And Jesus is saying, watch out. And if Jesus thinks this is important to warn you, oh my friend, you had better take heed. The apostle Peter also brings the same warning. When he says that there were false prophets in the past, and that would mean in the Old Testament, so alongside God's true prophets, false prophets also came along claiming to be sent by God, but deceiving and counterfeiting, and sometimes speaking their own messages as though they were coming from God. And you will notice the same thing that Peter also brings in, that Jesus already highlighted. Jesus says they are not easily recognizable. And Peter says, they secretly bring in destructive heresies. Please note that key word, secretly. Not wanting to be known. Looking okay by all means outwardly. But with evil intentions, secretly coming in, distorting God's word, and misleading God's people. While true prophets were in the scriptures, False prophets were there alongside them, and God's people are challenged on the need to discern the difference between these two so that they will listen to the one that God indeed has sent. But from the testimony of Scripture, we also find out that these false prophets are actually powerful guys. They have the ability even to perform signs and wonders. Matthew chapter 24, verse 24. Again, this is our Lord Jesus speaking. 
He warns his followers saying, that for there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders, if possible, to deceive even the elect, the chosen ones of God. Jesus himself speaking here tells us that some of these claiming to be prophets would even have the power to perform convincing signs and wonders, if possible, to deceive even the believers. We live in a generation where today Christians think that a man of God is a man of God by the kinds of miracles or signs or wonders that follow him. So if somebody is able to pray and you get healed, the immediate conclusion is he's the anointed man of God. If somebody is able to tell you something about yourself that nobody knew, you say, oh, he even knows about my life. Wow, God has sent this man. But Jesus is saying, do not be deceived by those signs. They will perform them. And they are not ashamed to even lure or tempt even the chosen ones of God. That's how serious false prophecy and how far that false prophecy can go. Oh, how I pray that God's people, especially in our age and times, would be very discerning, would not be taken in by the enticement of signs and wonders, that we would look beyond these and embrace God's truth through God's people. And of course, when we talk about that in our context of Africa, the ministry of demonology has become one of the most central and prominent in the church. Today, we have gone as far as churches that are planted specifically to conduct deliverance and to chase demons. The pastor knows the different demons that exist on the continent, their names, their gender, where they come from, at what time they possess the person, when they live, and where they will go. The pastor has become an expert in demonology. What I always wonder though, has today's pastor also become an expert on true worship of Jesus Christ? Do you see the subtle danger of a church that takes its time and commitment to study, understand, and chase demons, but 90% of their time is learning about demons, yet they do not even know much about John 3.16? I hope you are not one of them. And if you are, then this is a call to repentance and turning around before it is too late. But in Matthew 7 from verses 22 and 23, we are told that on that day many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? You can hear their prophets. And again they will say, and cast out demons in your name, and do mighty works in your name. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you, Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. How is this possible, friends? That a man can prophesy, a man can cast demons, a man can even do mighty works in the name of the Lord, and yet Jesus himself is saying, I never knew you. Is it possible that somebody can perform miracles and wonders and not be of God? Well, sadly, Matthew tells us it is possible. Do you remember the times of uh, Moses in Exodus when God sent him to perform signs and wonders before the Pharaoh so that he could release God's children from Egypt? What do we see the magicians doing? They are performing the same miracles that Moses was performing. Were they believers in the God of Israel? No. Were they saved? No. Did they get saved? We have no idea. But they performed supernatural acts. 
So what we are saying in other words is that because a man performs supernatural acts does not mean he's a man of God. Because somebody can say something about you or about your future does not automatically make him a man of God. In fact, interestingly, Jesus in this very passage says, you shall know them by their fruit. Do you ever wonder why Jesus doesn't say, you shall know them by their gifts? He could have said, you shall know them by their miracles. Or, you shall know them because they prophesied about the future that you would like to hear. But no, 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 no. Jesus says, you shall know them by their fruits. A man's ministry or calling is not validated by his giftings, but by his fruit. Many people today prefer false prophecy, unfortunately, instead of the truth. And this is the same challenge that the prophets of Old Testament always warned God's people about. We see the same warnings in the New Testament that God's people must be hungry for God's truth and not the messages or the proclamations of the prophecies of men which might even be self-styled. In fact, when you look at the Old Testament characteristics of prophets, if the way they are described in Deuteronomy is even much more serious. In Deuteronomy 18.20-22, we are told that but the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, that I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, meaning there is a possibility that same prophet shall die. What Deuteronomy is telling us is that there are prophets who are prophesying in the name of other gods. Now today we have prophets who might prophesy in the name of Jesus, but still Jesus has not sent them, and we must watch out for those two. But do you notice the sentence for a man who prophesied falsely? He was supposed to be killed. And this is very, very, very serious. In Ezekiel chapter 13 verse 9, he says that my hand will be against the prophets who see false visions. Did you hear that? Not just visions, but false visions and who give lying divinations. They shall not be in the council of my people, nor be enrolled in the register of the house of Israel, nor shall they enter the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. Peter the Apostle reminds us in Second Peter 2, 3, part B, where he says that their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. Judas letter also in verse 4 reminds us of the same fate when he says that for certain men whose condemnation were written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. The key word being their condemnation was written about long ago. Make no mistake, any man or woman that comes claiming to be the prophet of God, when God has not spoken through him, judgment awaits him. False prophets will be judged. False prophets have already been condemned unless they repent. And false prophets will have to answer to the Lord himself. I know right now you are there and you are wondering, but you have said, talked about prophets. You have told us how dangerous they are. But how are we supposed to know who they are? Is it possible that we are already listening to them on TV, on radio, in our churches, and we have no idea? Is it possible that my pastor could be the kind of prophet you just described? Well, in some cases, unfortunately, that is true. But what can you do about this? 
How can you beware the danger of believing false prophets and stay away? Well, number one is that you must know the truth. It is very difficult for anyone to tell the nature of a lie unless they know what the truth looks like. Like somebody has said, if you want to know the counterfeit, you must have an idea of what the original or the real thing looks like. God's people are encouraged to immerse themselves in God's word. And as you study God's word, not only does it nurture you and grow you in conformity to Christ, but it also enables you to develop what we call the skill of biblical discernment. The ability to tell the difference between truth and error, right and wrong, based on the unchanging standard of God's unfailing word. Believers today who do not know what God has said in his word are likely to become vulnerable to the deception of false prophets. And unfortunately, Christianity in Uganda is so shallow. We have so many people who claim to be believers who are in the church day in and day out of the week but have never even known what they believe or why they believe it. This is a challenge to each one of us, friends, that we desire and we do everything we can to immerse ourselves in God's word, remembering what Jesus said, that when we know the truth, the truth shall set us free. The Apostle Paul, writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, challenges him to be the kind of believer or the kind of minister who correctly handles the word of truth and who makes a careful study of the Bible. And he tells him, that by knowing God's word and handling it carefully and diligently, not only does he save himself, but even of those that listen to him. Very, very important. We must be the kind of Christians that know how to test, that know how to examine the things that we hear. The Apostle Paul writing to the church at Thessalonica in First Thessalonians chapter 5 from verses 20 and 21, again talks about the believers who were now running into another extreme. Because they didn't trust the prophets of the day, they were now shunning everything they were hearing from the pulpit. And the Apostle Paul is saying, no, 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 no. Do not despise prophecies. Receive them. But guess what? You must test everything you hear. You must hold fast to that which is good. And you must abstain from every form of evil. We are called to test everything we hear, not just the prophets, but even our pastors, even our teachers, even our chaplains, so that everything they hear is brought into scrutiny by the word of God. And if it is found faithful, if it is found true or consistent with the word of God, then we can receive it. One other way to test prophecy or false prophets is to remember that a true prophet will not speak anything that contradicts the word of God. Again, going back to Deuteronomy chapter 13 from verses 1 and 3, we are told that if a prophet or a dreamer of dreams arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder, and the sign or wonder that he tells you comes to pass, and if he says, let us go after other gods which you have not known, and let us serve them, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul. What is Deuteronomy saying? That a prophet might come. He might even perform miracles. 
He might prophesy things and they might even come to pass. But what does he say about God? In other words, what the Trinomium is saying is that the doctrine matters and a faithful prophet of God will not only be consistent in his prophecy, but he will also be true to God's word, to who God is and what he has done. What do you make of a pastor or a prophet who prophesies even things come to pass, but his manner of lifestyle is inconsistent with the teaching of the Bible? The answer is simple, a false prophet. What if he prophesies ten things and nine things out of the ten come to pass? What do you call him? The answer is simple again, a false prophet. Now I know some of you are saying, no, come on, but nine of the ten things were right. Why wouldn't you at least give him a credit? Well, personally I may, but God doesn't. The standard of a true prophet is that whatever he prophesies must come true. Not that some of the things may come true, but that the word of God as is proclaimed must come to pass if he is a false prophet. So you want to be asking yourselves questions like this. Yes, the man of God prophesies. Yes, the man of God even performs miracles. But what does he say about God? What does he say about Jesus? What is his view of the gospel and of salvation in particular? You want to look at his life. How does his life, how is his life in line with what he teaches? What is the fruit of his life in terms of his teaching and proclamation? And if he is not consistent with what he says, if he is not, if whatever he says is not coming to fulfillment, if he is asking God's people to serve another God, it does not matter whether his message came to pass. It does not matter whether he has performed miracles and wonders. The Bible tells us he is a false prophet and you must stay away from him. God's people living by God's truth, discerning enough, being able to tell the difference between what is true and what is error, between right and wrong, discerning false prophets and their prophecies, staying away from them, warning one another to stay safe in the knowledge and the word of God is what we are about. May the Lord equip you that you will be mature believers who will hunger for more of his truth, who will find it in his word and not the revelations of men. And as you continue to faithfully cling, live, and work by God's word, the Lord's blessing will unceasingly flow upon you. May God bless you. To learn more about the Africa Center for Apologetics Research, visit us at africanapologetics.org.